Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. Happy Friday to you all. It's a Saturday FPL deadline this week, 11am UK time. And as I mentioned too many times on Tuesday's episode, if you've got no major issues in your squad this week, the best thing to do, bank yourself a transfer, which will buy yourself another week of information. In today's episode, I'm going to cover the main news from today's press conferences, answer some Twitter questions and discuss captaincy for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, which I highly recommend doing so, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get 33% off an annual subscription. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. The main use from the press conferences, which have been taking place on Thursday and Friday. First of all, Gundawan. It's been... It's been a very confusing 10 or 15 minutes on Twitter. Uh, Pep had his press conference. There was a few videos going around of his press conference. Some of them made it look like Gundogan was fine. Some of them made it look like Pep said he had an ankle issue. But it seems like Pep was referring to Kevin De Bruyne in terms of the ankle issue. He did say Gundogan is fit. So those three words, I think, is what you want to hear if you're still a Gundogan owner. You probably should go on Twitter and have a little look at the quotes that have been flying around for the last half an hour because it it was very confusing. But I haven't had a look at them all again now. had a look at some of the videos. To me, it looks like Gundogan is fine and De Bruyne is the one who has the issue. Uh, Pep said De Bruyne wasn't able to train today and he said we'll see tomorrow on KDB. So if you've got Gundogan, if you've kept him this long, absolutely fine to keep him, I think, for Norwich. I know some people would have sold him on Monday or Tuesday because it looked like Gundogan was going to miss out. Uh, because of that shoulder injury he's made a miraculous recovery don't be hard on yourself if you sold him earlier in the week because I think I would have if I owned him and got on you know a Ben Ram or someone like that before they went up in price so if you've got rid of him he's gone now you know what's going to happen he's probably going to punish you at the weekend but if you still have him and it's Friday or it's Saturday morning hold on to him at Spurs Nuno Espirito Santo was asked about Harry Kane on whether he'd be involved this weekend His answer was, I cannot answer this, but I can answer that he's getting better and better, fitter, and he will be joining the group on Friday, then we'll see. So it's still pretty unclear if we're going to see Harry Kane or not in Game 2. At Manchester United, Varane and Cavani have been training this week and could make the trip to Southampton. And Dean Henderson, good to see him back in training as well after his COVID issues. At Chelsea... Tuchel was asked about Lukaku. His quote was, The week was a heavy load for him because he was in the group with the late starters from our guys. We are hoping that he is on the pitch for Sunday and things look like it. So to me, it doesn't really make it clear whether Lukaku is going to start or not. Could very well be on the bench and get you know 20 minutes, half an hour in that game against Arsenal. So still wouldn't be buying Lukaku just yet for FPL. Still at Chelsea, Pulisic has been ruled out due to a positive COVID test. So, you know, hopefully you didn't buy him earlier this week after his goal in game week one. And Kante and Ziyech are back in training. So those guys could feature at the weekend. At Brighton, Veltman 
frustratingly has been ruled out again. He's following the COVID protocol, so hopefully this will be the last weekend that he misses. I'm just going to keep him. He's on my bench. I hopefully don't need my bench this week anyway. I've got Ailing there anyway as another sub, so I'm just going to bank my transfer in and hopefully Veltman returns in game week three. James Rodriguez at Everton won't feature either in game week two. At Newcastle, Willock will be in the Newcastle squad, having missed out in game week one. The goalkeepers are still having issues. Darlow's got COVID issues. I think Dubravka has suffered a setback, so Woodman will start in goal again for the Magpies. At Arsenal, they confirmed the signing today of Odegaard. And interestingly, 5.5 million in FPL. That surprised me a little bit. He's the same price as Smith Rowe. I thought Odegaard would come in at 6, possibly even 6.5. So that could be a very nice price for Odegaard at some point this season. He won't feature in Game Week 2 though, so don't buy him. Aubameyang and Lacazette both tested positive for COVID last week. That's why they missed out Game Week 1. Aubameyang is back in training, I think since Thursday. So he's got a chance. But Lacazette hasn't trained yet. So it looks like he won't feature in Game Week 2. Arteta was asked about Saka. His comments were... Let's see how he is in the next few days. He felt good after the match the other day. He's still lacking some fitness, but he's in a better place. And finally, Aston Villa. Dean Smith doesn't expect Watkins to play this weekend. His quote was, I'm hopeful that he'll be back for Brentford, which is game week three. If not, he'll definitely be back after the international break. Also at Villa, Bertrand Triori has been ruled out until after the international break. So that's probably... Probably good news if you own Emmy Buendia. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Twitter questions now. Thank you for sending them in. I've picked out six to cover for this Friday episode. Some of the burning questions going into the weekend's action. First one is from Elder Hallow. You mentioned on Tuesday that you were looking at getting Sun in Game Week 3. How do you plan to do that? And will you downgrade Trent Alexander-Arnold? So when Elder Hallow asked this question, I went and had a look because I hadn't done so yet. I had a look at how on earth am I going to get Sun in in Game Week 3 if I decide that I really need to. So I'm banking my transfer this week. I'll have two free transfers. But even at two free transfers, it's really, really difficult to get Sun in my team structure. And I'm sure many of you are in the same position if you didn't get him in Game Week 1. We might have to take... We might have to make a third transfer and take a minus four if we want to get Sun. So it's going to be really tricky. I had a look at it. The easiest route is probably Grealish out for Sun. But that means I need to find two million from somewhere. Uh, Danny Ings downgrade is an option, you know, from eight million to six million. Someone like Adam Armstrong, Pookie, you know, don't love that idea really. Ideally, Ings will have a good game week two, and I want to keep him long term. 
Uh, so maybe maybe it would have to be Trent if I want to get Son. And again, I don't like that idea. So having had just a brief look at it today, you know, I'm not going to give it too much serious thought until I see what happens in game week two because maybe the game will will just make the decision for me. You know, maybe a big hitter like Salah or Bruno, God forbid, might pick up an injury or a suspension and then it will be easier to get Son. So I think it's going to be very tricky. And I think having looked at it, what I've realised is it might not be feasible. You don't really want to, performing massive surgery you know making three transfers you know taking out three players that you picked in game week one you know for the medium to long term rather than just for two game weeks so going to be very interesting to see what happens you know again a lot depends on Son and Tottenham's performance this weekend but if Son looks good and Spurs look good yeah it's going to be very very tricky to get him in I think those of us who don't have him are probably going to have a big decision to make going into game week three is it worth doing major surgery this early in the season to get one player or can we survive without him so that is i'm sure i will return to this topic on next tuesday's episode question from alex turk is rafinha too risky to bring in for gundawan given his potential game week four absence so as i mentioned already to me it looks like gundawan is fit uh, so i would keep him and i would rather bank the transfer but if you if you are set on selling gundawan on Friday night or Saturday morning there is this game week four possible headache uh, for the likes of the South American players players like Mohamed Salah if they travel abroad for their international games they might have to quarantine for 10 days when they come back so they could miss game week four possibly even game week five depending on you know what the rules are when they come back if those rules change you know will there be exceptions made for these players we just don't know it's kind of a, a situation we need to monitor so at the moment, in this particular example, would I buy Rafinha today for Gundogan, knowing that Rafinha could miss game week four? I think the easy answer is no, especially now that it looks like Gundogan is okay. If you're like me and you have Rafinha, fine to keep him. We don't need to sell him just because of something that might not even become an issue. You know, I would think twice about buying Rafinha now because of it, especially when you've got players like Ben Rama and Ismail Sarr at 0.5 million or 0.4 million less who are you know possibly looking like better options anyway after game week one i probably would go for one of those guys instead of rafinha but keep that situation in mind if you can at all arrive at game week four with two free transfers i think it could be could be very handy question from fpl disorder should we sell salah before game week three against chelsea if we get confirmation that he will have to quarantine for game week four, well, hopefully we'll know before game week three what's going to happen with these players. And let's say that does happen. Let's say it comes out that Salah's going to go away to Egypt and he's going to miss game week four. I think there will be a strong case to be made for losing him for game week three because Chelsea's a tough fixture, very good defensively. You're probably not going to captain him. And like I said earlier, sometimes the FPL game can make life easier for you. So if that did happen, there's an easy route for us to sun uh, us Salah owners if that did happen. But again, I think that's pretty unlikely. I think teams or players will find a way around this or you know, it might even be a case that the players just don't go away because they don't want to miss uh, the club games and there could be a bit of a club versus country, could be a few arguments going on and angry phone calls over the next couple of weeks, I would imagine. So yeah, just keep an eye on it. But certainly Salah is, is probably the most high profile there in terms of that potential issue. Question from Midian. Is it worth selling Veltman if your bench is very weak 
or just take the chance that Amarty starts and roll the transfer. So yeah, I don't think Veltman is worth a transfer because there's every chance he'll be back in game week three. And, you know, we bought him in game week one because he's got great fixtures long term. So if we just ride it out for another game week, he should come back into our plans then and it should be absolutely fine. So I think just keep Veltman. Even if you have a weak bench, Midian mentions Amarty here. The quotes from Brendan Rodgers today on Vestigard were that he's not, you know, fully sharp in terms of fitness yet. Rogers also commented that Amarty has been excellent when he's come in. Now, Rogers must have been watching different Leicester games to, to what I've been watching over the last couple of game weeks. But Rogers did say that. He praised Amarty. So Amarty might get a second start. Uh, so I think if you've got him on your bench, you know, you might get a start out of him, you know, in place of Veltman. So I would I would just roll the transfer there. Question from Stephen Curtis. Does Odegaard back to Arsenal? Make Smith Rowe a less attractive purchase. My first thought on this is probably yes. You know, I think it's much easier to buy Smith Rowe if Odegaard's not there. You know, both players play a similar position. Uh, both players, I would imagine, would like to be in the number 10 role. But, you know, I expect both players to become regular first team starters. I think Arteta will find a way to play both of them, you know, whether it's one of them on the left or one of them on the right. But it does give me slight pause on Smith Rowe now. Again, Arsenal have two fixtures coming up, so we don't need to go there yet anyway. So it's a watch and wait and see. Um, you know, around game week four is when Arsenal's fixtures improve. So yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on. Uh, and it's probably going to be the fact that they're the same price now. Uh, probably, it probably is clever by FPL pricing them because it's going to give us a decision to make. Because let's say, let's say Odegaard came in at six, Smith Rowe was five point five. You're going to go for the cheaper guy all day long so the fact that they are 5.5 yes the price surprised me but the more I think about it I think it makes sense because it gives us that decision to make you know it's a 50-50 call on those two at the moment so let's see how that one plays out uh, but yeah it does give me slight pause on Smith Rowe until I see how both players are going to fit into Arteta's Arsenal team final question for this week is from Scott Simpson as a Scott, I want to keep Billy Gilmore, but are there better options out there for the same price? In terms of 4.5 million midfielders, I think Gilmore is the best one. I kind of regret not getting him myself. I went for Brownell, who was benched in game week one. Gilmore will play 90 minutes every week, I would imagine. But what I like is he's taken some set pieces. I think he might have taken a couple of corners as well in game week one. I need to go back and double check that one. But he's definitely been taking a couple of set pieces. So he could pick up the odd assist here or there. Uh, but the best thing about Gilmore is he's going to play every week. And that's all you want from a 4.5 million midfielder. Hopefully you'll never need him off your bench anyway. But Scott, I would definitely keep him because I think he's the best 4.5. Game week two captaincy. My thoughts haven't changed since Tuesday's episode. Salah and Bruno, again, I think are the runaway candidates. I think when both players have got great fixtures, Salah's at home to Burnley, Bruno's away to Southampton. I don't think this is a week again to overthink it. I think you go for one of those guys and you should get a pretty decent return. If you've got a Manchester City attacker, I understand the temptation to captain them against Norwich, but it's it's stressful enough having a ticket to the Pep Lottery. It's, it's even more stressful if you stick your captain's armband there. So I don't think I would captain a Man City player. I'm going to go Salah for the home advantage, a packed Anfield. The fact that it's the early kickoff is not going to play into my thoughts. Uh, but I do think Bruno is a fantastic option as well. And I expect him to do well against Southampton. So that's me, Captain Salah for the weekend, banking my transfer. 
probably about a surgery to be done in my team for game week three. Best of luck for game week two, folks. Enjoy the games. If you'd like to hear my eye test podcasts from the games I watched this weekend, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. I'll be back on Tuesday with another athletic FPL podcast, so make sure you hit the subscribe button and have a great weekend, everyone. The Athletic.